You're listening to A Step Forward, episode 52. Are you still in the thralls of remote teaching and really just need some simple, actionable tips to help get you through the day? We're bringing back a best of episode with our favorite Jen Reader. Welcome to A Step Forward, a podcast for educators who want to help their students lead their most independent and successful lives. I'm Cassie Maloney. As an orientation and mobility specialist, I believe that you don't need to be perfect in order to be effective. Join me this week and every week for inspirational and informational ideas to help you make a significant impact in your students' lives. As we explore the notion that in order to make progress, all you need to do is take a step forward. Well, Jennifer, I'm so glad that you have agreed to come on this podcast. I've loved all of the information that you are sharing about your students and the way that you are adapting your O&M classes and everything that you're doing. So I would love to introduce you to our community. Will you say hello and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Jennifer Reeder. People call me Jen. I am a teacher of the visually impaired and ACVREP certified orientation and mobility specialist. Um, And I work in the central Illinois area in Peoria, Illinois. I work for a school district full time. And then I also in the last year started working for Bureau of Blind Services for O&M. So are you saying that you have two jobs in that? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. This is my fifth year teaching as a TBI, my second as an O&M. I wanted to, you know, work in the schools as an O&M for one year and kind of understand the whole process and then jump into the adult field. So that's when I started with Bureau of Blind Services. And I do that after school and on the weekends. Are you still teaching with the Bureau of Blind Services? Like right now, even though everything's going on, is that still happening? No, actually. So they had to pause all face-to-face services. And typically when I communicate with my clients through BBS, I don't bill or charge for that because it's just a simple communication. So right now, for the most part, it's paused. That makes sense. I had to pause with the Texas Workforce Commission as well. Actually, they reached out to me like literally the day that schools announced that they were closing. And I said, yes, but like, what do we do about this? And yes, they just said, I mean, my clients will email or text me, but it's not the same. It's not face to face. So. Right. Well, I know that some schools are already in e-learning phase where they're offering all education online and it's mandatory. And some schools are still in the offering education that's optional phase. Will you let us know what phase your district is in? And like, what are the requirements for your students? The e-learning process for my school district started this year when we had snow days. My district moved towards an e-learning platform so that we don't have to make up the snow days. And that kind of gave my school district like a head start to this whole process. So we were a little bit more familiar with, you know, okay, we have to contact our families. We have to log our communication, everything like that. And when we switched over to the e-learning because of COVID-19, It actually was my spring break. I know you reached out to me and I said, oh, I'll let you know in a week because right now it's my spring break. And my school district actually gave us a full week of preparation. So today is my official first day of reaching out to my kids officially, even though I was last week, which was great. Everybody got time to prepare materials. So my school district is actually using the Microsoft Teams platforms, MS Teams. 
And personally, I'm not a big Microsoft fan. I'd rather choose Google, but you know, just like everybody else, I'm adjusting. My district let us basically, they want us to all use Microsoft Teams, but with our population, I work in a low income district. We had to out loans form so our families can borrow Microsoft Streams that we have in our school. Um, a few of my students' families denied wanting one. So we're actually mailing some of their Braille materials, free matter of the blind. And some of my families just want email. Some just want text. So we're pretty much just like we are every day in our jobs. We're accommodating for each student and each family. Some of my older students, we are using Microsoft Teams and we're doing video chats. We have those scheduled weekly. So for your kiddos who don't have access to the videos or like the online platform, Microsoft Teams that you're Mm -hmm. using, what have you found to be the best way to reach out to them or to start to be able to teach them? Yeah. So for the students that don't have access to the technology right now, the other teachers that are visually impaired in my district, we all kind of collaborated because most of my students on the O&M, even though I have my TVI certificate. So what we did is during that week of prep work, we typed everything up that we possibly could and we rotated on which staff member was going to go into the school and use the embosser and just kind of had to work together. And as we move forward, if this lasts longer, we're going to continue to rotate between the vision and O&M staff on who will go in to emboss the materials. If it's something shorter, we'll braille it at home and then just mail it. Okay. First, I have to congratulate you guys for all working together as such a great transdisciplinary team. You rarely mm-hmm. ever see that kind of teamwork. And if any time is the time to really be able to up our game with that, it's right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our team is not a team that actually collaborates that much during the school year because we're so busy. That's something we've always wanted to have like a weekly, you know, get together on a prep, but that doesn't happen. So it's been really cool in this situation to, first off, we force ourselves to make a meeting that we chat with each other each week. And we just say, hey, what are you struggling with right now? Because there's four other of us that we can try to support you. (laughs) So that's been really nice. Yeah. And I can imagine how having that support network within the same district can be really helpful. I know for like some other teams that I've worked on, we use Slack or we'll have like a group text or something Mm -hmm. of that nature. And I used to have group texts with like a student's team member, you know, even when I worked in a residential school, because that way you could have like little, these teeny tiny meetings all throughout the day. And as long as you set parameters around it, you know, Yes, <laughs> I like Slack now because you can set parameters. So I just invite everybody to Slack and then I can be like, okay, I don't. That's nice. Yes, yeah, that's nice. Or whenever. I mean, you know, you set your own rules. And right now I definitely work on the weekends when I was oh, yes. here. <laughs> it wasn't that way. But, you know, with all of the stuff going on you get your prep time in when you get your prep time in and it's Mm -hmm. just the way that it is, you know? Yes. So what are some of the other challenges that you've been noticing with your students and moving to an online platform? I think the biggest struggle that my students are facing, especially the ones that are utilizing the technology is, okay, great. They know how to use screen readers. Okay, great. They know how to use keyboarding skills, but all of a sudden, we're having to use this new platform. What we're using is Microsoft Teams. And yeah, they have an account because they're students in the district, but 
as their vision teacher or their O&M specialist, I haven't taken the time to specifically teach that platform. And now all of a sudden, hey, bud, all your lessons are on there. (laughs) That's been a struggle. Constantly emailing back and forth with parents and the students to try to break down how to navigate those platforms. I think that might be the biggest issue is finding the assignment. Okay, typing it in this platform. How do you upload it to your teacher? Yeah. And how do you make it accessible too? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother lesson in itself. And typical gen ed teachers are not trying to take that on right now. So as the vision and O&M staff person, you know, we're having to kind of go in, modify the assignment or, you know, download it ourselves, make it accessible, just like we are in this typical school day. The same thing applies to us now. Have you found that you are having to do a lot more prep work right now than before? I would say no. Yes and no. It's just a different kind of prep work. You know, typically I'm sitting at my computer, you know, making passages and stories and worksheets or making tactile maps at my desk. This is different. I'm creating new lessons. I'm creating new activities. And one thing that I'm kind of excited about during this process is everything that us as people in the field of teachers of visual impairments and O&M specialists, everything we're creating right now are going to be great resources, lessons, and materials for our future. When you want to send home you know, a little info sheet to a family on, hey, this is how to use protective techniques. Awesome. I already created that, you know, because of this whole epidemic. So I think whatever we create now is actually going to help us all out in the future. And we're going to have more resources in the field. Uh, I love your perspective on that, because I also feel like this is such a great time for us to increase our skills in so many different areas of our teaching. And I'm super excited. My Mm -hmm. first lesson is on Thursday. And I'm just more scared that my student won't show up <laughs> because he's a high schooler. And I mean, if we're being honest, he wasn't really the most like gung-ho about showing up anyway mm-hmm. in school in general. And now I'm sure his eyes hurt all day long because yes. he bring the material necessarily closer. And although we were able to get his computer and everything set up beforehand, his school is so tech forward that they've had Chromebooks since the very beginning. Like that's great. It's one of those places where, yeah, it's really cool. They're also really small school. And so they can identify his needs and like really pinpoint it. But you know, if a teenager is going to show up to O&M on that day, (laughs) I don't know. I'm a little, uh, and all I have is, you know, his email address, his school email. So, hey. I know. Some of my coworkers and I, we were trying to figure out ways we can motivate our students to show up. (laughs) So we were thinking, and I know for you, it might be different because your students are all over in different districts, but we're going to try to find ways that we can have, okay, two of our male teenagers who are doing similar skills are going to be on the same video for our lesson, just so that they can collaborate too, because just like we're going crazy, you know, without our coworkers, our friends, our family, same thing for them, you know? So we're going to try to do some activities where a few students can be on at the same time. Oh, I love that idea. What are some of the other ideas and ways that you are going to be bringing O&M to a digital format? And then I would also love to ask you how you're bringing it to a distance, but not digital format, but okay. digital format. Yeah, absolutely. So some activities that I've been doing when I'm lesson planning for e-learning, 
is I've taken quite a few of like the basic skills of O&M. So like protective techniques, hand trailing, you know, human guide. And I've made little, like I call them skill sheets for my families. And up at the top, I write, you know, cause sometimes they don't know who I am and what O&M is <laughs> like, hi, this is Mrs. Reader and I'm your child's orientation and mobility specialist. I'm so excited that you're going to be working with so-and-so on their O&M skills during this time. And then I say below is a great skill I'd like you guys to try. And then I have pictures and I just use a cute font and I just basically explain what the skill is, why it would benefit their child, how they can use it in the home. So I've made quite a few of those and I started sending those out today. I have been making some PowerPoint stories, which have been so fun. I try to make them high contrast, large print, have alternate text. And I made one about staying clean, you know, for O&M during this pandemic. And pretty much it's just about, hey, your cane tip kind of gets dirty. And even if there's not this virus going on, you need to clean it. So saying, hey, let's not put our cane on our table. Let's not putting it on our desk. And in order for that story to go with all of my students, instead of just focusing on a cane or focusing on kids that don't use canes, I put hey, some students hand trail, some use a cane, some use an adaptive mobility device. That way I can make one story and it can apply to multiple students and multiple families. Saves me so much time. (laughs) I've made some scavenger hunts, you know, find something that's cold in your house, find something that's rough. I found some great activities. I don't know who put them out, but another woman made something about making a safety plan. So I'm sending that home. I'm sure you've seen that, but hey, if there was a fire in your house, does your family have a location to go to? And if they don't, let's make one. And if they do, can you get there by yourself? You know, doing some grocery delivery, you know, they don't have to actually get their groceries delivered right now. Most of my kids are, you know, junior high and high school, but what websites are accessible? Um, Which one would you want to use when you're older? Knowing how to purchase their cane, things like that. And one of the things I'm most excited to implement is I've been using Google Forms. I've been taking some of my mini assessments and turning them into forms where I can just send it to my student and collect some data because that's going to be hard to get right now. So, you know, your typical questions of you're standing at the southwest corner. How many crossings do you have to make to get to the northeast corner? Things like that. And I just make it multiple choice with the radio buttons because I don't want to stress out my kids. I want to keep it as simple as possible. So those are some things that I've done. I know there's a lot. So you mentioned something that I just kind of have to go back to in case somebody had like looked away or, you know, their brain got pulled in a different direction. You mentioned that you make your PowerPoints once and you word them for multiple students so that you can send them to multiple people. Girl, like, (laughs) hallelujah. Right. I know. Just by adding one slide that kind of says, hey, some kids don't use a cane. Some use an adaptive mobility device. Some use a cane. Then I'm able to send it to multiple kids. And that saves me time. And it's also, it makes it more universal, which is really fun. Yeah. And it gives them a broader perspective because if they're in a group of like a bunch of other kids with multiple impairments or visual impairments, Mm -hmm. that's one thing. But most of our students aren't. It's like them and yeah. they don't understand that their life is not the way that other people experience mm-hmm. life. So it's, yeah. nice, it's nice to share that with them. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also mentioned a few activities that you can have the family engage with that I loved and your use of Google Forms. I'm totally stealing that. I know. (laughs) That's amazing because right now, A, I really think that, let me backtrack a little bit. I really think that what we are doing for our students in general, I mean, I'm talking even my own personal kindergartner over there, Mm -hmm. we're really setting them up for a new way of thinking about the world and how they can work, right? Yeah. I really think that we can use this situation in this pandemic. And there are so many like negative things that we can say about this situation, but really it's going to open up so many of our students working lives because the biggest issue was getting to work and having those social skills and those social barriers when they're at work, when that is not an issue. If you can type and if you can answer Google Forms and if you can set up an Etsy shop, like if our kids can sew right now, they can be making so much money making masks. All they have to do is set up an Etsy shop or sell them to friends and family with their own skills that they have been learning. Preach. <laughs> to like Preach. Do all those That's awesome. things that mm-hmm. held them back. And yeah, I was watching my kindergartner do show and tell digitally with his class. And I was like, that's the future. Yeah, that's that's exactly where it is. So if we can bring that to our students. And I love the fact that you are challenging them. If this isn't necessarily a time for let to let your brain go to mush. Although, you know, we are in a crisis. We are going through Mm -hmm. a traumatic experience or however you want to label it. But there are still concepts that they're going to need. O&M concepts that come whenever we do go back to school, you don't want them to regress that much. And just having those concepts there and infusing that Google form, that was so ingenious. Well, and I'm so excited because again, I'm going to use all these when we go back to school too. I love what you said. That's such a good point about a lot of businesses. They're going to realize, oh, we can do this virtually. And I think a lot of our students, as they get older, they might even become more successful because of this. And two things I also want to add is, one, I'm excited because I think our students now are going to realize, wow, our teachers aren't kidding when they say that we need to learn these skills. (laughs) And two, I'm really excited because maybe it's just because of maybe the district I'm in, but it's low income. I don't have a lot of communication with families typically. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for families to start realizing, whoa, these O&M people, they can actually really help us. They can help our child. They can help our family. And I'm hoping that this kind of bridges that gap for some people. I feel like O&Ms get forgotten sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that students, families, educators, they're going to kind of realize our value again. And I'm excited about that. (laughs) I agree. You know, my first lesson that I was setting up with my student, I was like, do we have to get a translator to get your mom on this lesson? <laughs> your mom's in the kitchen. So like usually getting a translator and having to have a conversation with my student's family, although it's easier, like being out in the district, I find has been easier than to communicate with the parents than when I worked at a residential school because it was mm-hmm. the teacher or the night staff that called the parents and the parents weren't even in town. And I, yeah. the year, so it was much different. And now I also am like, 
oh, we're going to become besties because my student doesn't even live in a like residential neighborhood with houses. So I can't even say go outside and cross the street because it's Mm -hmm. an apartment complex. He's not leaving his apartment complex. I know that. His mom is not going to be okay with that. And I, I completely understand if she's even letting him outside right now. And again, I completely understand. But I can use this time to buddy up right next to her and be like, okay, so what are we really looking at here? Like, do you see all the things that he actually can do now that he's home 24 seven? Can we definitely get to know each other more and lean on each other a little bit more? I'm super excited about this time. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So what are you doing for your students who aren't using the e-platform? Like what kind of lessons are you doing for them? Yeah. So the students that are not using the e-platform, I have two that are not doing that. And they're both students who are completely blind. So pretty much what I've done is I've taken those skill sheets that I've made, those Google forms, the PowerPoint stories, the safety plan. And I've just, instead of making them visual and pretty font and things like that, I just simplified them into a document. And then, like I said, I had a staff member go in and boss that. And now we're mailing that. So it looks a little bit different for them. It's more like they're getting a packet of work, but um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to email with their parents and then I can just check in, say, hey, I hope you've gotten this certain activity done. How did it go? Do you have any questions? Is there anything else you guys need? And just mailing things. Like one of my students, I wanted to mail like a program for uh, transitional living after high school. I wanted to make sure she got it. So I'm going to be mailing that with the signature guide that I got her. Because even though I can't be with her one-on-one or virtually, I know that she knows I'm still thinking about her. And I cannot, especially this one student, she's going to freak out when she opens up that mail. (laughs) So even if you can't get a hold of your students over the computer, you know, send them a letter. You know, even if you don't have, you know, a Braille writer at home, put some tactile stickers on there. Your kids will love it. Right. I know one thing that I'm going to start doing with my students or families that I'm allowed is, you know, you can get a Google number for free. Yes. And so I might be able to text with the parents. And in that way, in this case, then I can also just automatically have it translated. It's one of the reasons. Something like that. I know that some teachers and TVIs and O&Ms, they just text with parents. That really hasn't been a thing that any district that I've ever worked for has said yay or nay to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to get that cleared. But it's an idea that I had that like, I don't have to give them my phone number because I don't necessarily want my students having my phone number, but having a Google number, you know, I don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's super smart. I've had coworkers do that before. Absolutely. And it's free. So that's great. Yeah. And, free. and it goes right to my phone. And that's how I communicate with my son's teacher as I have her Google number. And then she just has rules set up. Like yeah. I'm going to answer you right away. It might be 24 hours or 48 hours or something like that. But again, it's totally fine. I don't need yeah. to contact my son's teacher at midnight, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you specifically is because the resources that you're putting out also for our O&Ms. And I think you kind of talked about them a second ago and I asked you another question about something else, but will you talk a little bit about your Teachers Pay Teachers site and what O&M specialists can find on there? So I got motivated to start a teaching Instagram and Teacher Pay Teacher account because of you. 
And so if you guys did want to check out some of those PowerPoint stories and just um, simple activities that I've created and a resource list I've developed, it's on Teacher Pay Teacher. And my name on there is I Teach Tactile, which is E-Y-E-T-E-A-C-H. T-A-C-T-I-L-E. It was like a spelling quiz. (laughs) We'll have it linked, you guys. We'll have it linked. (laughs) Perfect. And that's been really fun to share it. And I find myself more motivated when I do share it out to other people. And then I want to make sure I don't have any mistakes on it. So I really check my work. (laughs) Well, that is so wonderful. Okay. Well, I need to be mindful of time and my kids are getting rowdy again. (laughs) So... What is the biggest piece of advice that you would have for people who want to take a step forward into teaching online, whether it's TBI or O&M? Remember, we're all new to this. You know, your coworkers, your TBI, your comms coworkers that are super tech savvy. I like to think I am, but no, this has been totally different. Just what I've been doing is I would recommend it to you. Break down your weekly schedule. Say, what student am I going to have on this day? So maybe you have four students that day. Have an activity planned and reach out to that student. Just go day by day like you typically would and just make sure you have some sort of activity or lesson planned for that kid and you can just send it via email. You can try to do it over the video, whatever you need to do to just reach out to your student. Right now, even if you don't feel like you're being your very, very best, I'm telling you, nobody feels that way. And we're all just trying and just try to reach out to those kids. That is so true. And just figure out what they need because yeah, we can't, we can't always figure out what they need without reaching out or talking to them or their family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Staff. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We will have your Instagram and your teacher pay teacher linked on our show notes, but will you let people know how to reach you however you'd like for them to follow up or get more information? Yeah, I think the easiest thing would probably be on Instagram. So my Instagram is, again, I teach tactile and my email is I teach tactile at gmail.com. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Oh my gosh, Jen, you're amazing. I so appreciate you and I'm so inspired by all of the work that you are doing. And I loved looking at those PowerPoint ideas. I mean, mm. it was just like, yes, this is amazing. And now that saves me time. I don't have to do that extra work. Like I can just pay you some money and yes, I completely agree. That's why I like to share them out. Absolutely. And it's already made like why go ahead and reinvent the wheel. Exactly what you said before. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I am so appreciative of you and taking the time to do this podcast with me. I'm an avid listener. (laughs) You're amazing. I'm so glad that you're in our community. Well, my friend, I've got to let you go. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Every time I talk with Jen, I feel like there's so much more I want to pick her brain about and learn about because she just has a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of creativity that really helps to support us all as we are trying to be as creative as possible for our students. I read this quote the other day that said, what you learn informs what you create. And I was like, man, that is so true. All of the information that I've learned from her and from others has really informed how I create my lessons, how I create 
O&M units, how I create an individual curriculum. And in those cases, we are so creative. It always helps me to learn new things, even and maybe even especially in a time when it can feel like we are webinared out. So this year, we're not just having a webinar because you don't need that, right? What you could use, the things that are going to be the most impactful, I feel like, for all of us aren't just for you to sit down and consume more information, but to have an actual discussion with people from around the world about what they are doing. This will help you to become even more impactful. You're already dedicated. You're listening to a work podcast. There's no question about that, but it's going to help you skyrocket your students' success even more. November 12th we are going to be having our fall CEU opportunity. Call it an opportunity. This is where O&M specialists from around the world are going to come together, get another free CEU because now they're like, you know, candy in an Easter basket. And we're really going to sit down and have a discussion about tips and tricks. What is working? And you guys, our community, well, our email list community anyway, chose specifically by an overwhelming amount to learn about tips and tricks for teaching in a remote setting, engaging parents, and cane travel. So we've gathered some amazing orientation and mobility specialists in various roles and some in leadership roles, some in Australia, to have a round-robin style discussion about what is actually working. And we also invite you to hop in the chat and share what is working for you so we can all learn from one another. And the coolest thing about that is that at the very end, we'll be talking more about the symposium. The agenda is set. We'll be sharing that information with you guys. And that way you can get a chance to join us at this year's symposium, February 3rd through 5th. Of course, there will be a few extra weeks in case you can't meet those actual dates, which I totally understand, and it's okay. You'll find out how you can get in at a super discounted price. So it's going to be super duper awesome. And this opportunity is designed to give you inspiration and information and really specific strategies that you can use right away to help inform you're teaching. Now, if you are teaching in a non-remote setting, this is still applicable to you because we're going to be talking about engaging with parents and information about cane travel right now. There's some really cool things that have been going on and we want to share with you. All right, friends, I hope that you will join us there. You can go to Allied Independence Online forward slash tips, T-I-P-S for that information. Talk to you next week. You know that feeling when you've been rushing around all day, your kids need food, your students need to be scheduled, it's five minutes before your next lesson, and you have no plans. Teaching during a pandemic has had many challenges. Wouldn't you agree? 
One of which being, it takes so much longer to plan for a remote O&M lesson than it did to plan for a face-to-face -face lesson. But that's not a problem anymore because my friend, we have got you covered. Your Allied Independence community stepped up and we've bundled together eight remote O&M lesson plans that can be taught virtually or distance, all created by your community and customizable to your individual students' unique needs in five minutes or less. You want them? I know you do. All you have to do is go to alliedindependenceonline.com forward slash remote, R-E-M-O-T-E, and grab your copy, eight free remote O&M lesson plans. So you can start spending your time doing what you do best. And that, my friend, is teaching. Thank you.